Hello, this is Bevelizing Eyes, and welcome to Poetry Unraveled, featuring poets worldwide where we uncover the rawness of our inch words that reveal hidden truths, turning the human experience into moments of appreciation and bits of wisdom. Let's start unraveling. Welcome back to Poetry Unraveled. I'm your host, Bevelizing Eyes. Today, I am with William. He is a poet from Long Island. Hi, William. Hello. And we are going to talk about how he got involved in poetry. He has a lot of publications out there, so we're, we're very fortunate to have a very experienced poet on this podcast. So, William, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into poetry? Well, I've been writing poetry and short stories and, you know, writing since I was about 14 years old. So I've been writing a long time and I've published things along the way. And mostly family and friends have been uh, very supportive of this and uh, I enjoy it. So uh, as long as people like it, uh, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree. So you're going to recite a poem for us. Could you introduce it and the name of the title? Recently, I wrote a poem, and I always return to it again and again to read. It's called Jigsaw, and uh, I wrote it. My father passed away in April of this year, and uh, the last two years of his life, he he was uh, putting together jigsaw puzzles, and he had dementia, so it was... The picture of him doing these puzzles had helped him a lot. So it was, it was, uh, that's how I came to write the poem. And it's called Jigsaw. All the pieces were there, and those that had fallen were found. Each day, the picture emerged, each day of Jigsaw scene. It is how we come to make sense of things. The puzzle of our lives was there all along, awaiting for that final piece. It's very ironic in a way that your father enjoyed jigsaw puzzles because, you know, with dementia and an illness like that, it kind of takes away the full picture. Don't really know everything that's going on. And then he's trying to make sense of it by putting a picture together. That's right. Very... (laughs) heartwarming in a way you know he and I'm sure it was very hard for you it's very still very recent having been a year yet yeah it was something for the moment that I could write and something that I could carry and say hey well this was you know this was okay yeah you know it was okay yeah it helped you come to terms with it and right I'm sure that visual of him creating jigsaw puzzles together, that's something that you're always going to be able to remember as well, something very vivid and memory as well. Yes. Would you say poetry has helped you a lot in the grieving process? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Tremendously so. I, too, lost my father about four years ago, just this past November, and I'm 25. And so, you know, when this happened, I was 21. And, you know, at any age, when you lose a parent, it's, I think that poetry has really saved, it's helped me save a lot of good memories about my father by able to keep him still alive in the pages 
in that sort of way helped me relive all these really positive memories that are sometimes hard to remember on, on their own, but somehow when it's written down, it's a little bit more easier to process. And the ending at the end, like it's not, there's no bitter feelings. So yeah, I feel like poetry for anyone that's going through a really hard time, it's very much like therapy. Yeah. I've, I've taken a lot from, from my life and uh, I hope that others relate to that or can see, see bits of themselves in it, you know. And recently someone told me that they were reading my first book and uh, they said, well, th- these poems were, you know, a lot of them were like really deep and kind of personal. And then uh, I, I went back and I, I, re- I read them again. I was starting to revise a lot of them the older poems, you know, and now the po- the poems have changed. I've, I've, I've evolved. I've kind of, you know, they're more, uh, they're different. Yeah. And I was really surprised when I read this from the first book, you know, it was years ago, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, 2012, I think was mm-hmm. the first book. So the more I write, the more, the more things are, are becoming clearer and less personal, but, you know, on topic, more on topic, on theme, on. No, I definitely agree with that. So could you tell us how you started to publish your first book? What was your mindset when you were coming up with it? Did you know that you were writing a book during the process or was it just, you know, a couple of poems that you realized, oh, wait, this could turn into a book? Well, the first time, the first time I published, uh, I had a, a whole bunch of poems together and I knew I was going to be doing a book. I went with a publishing house that was, uh, they were online, you know, online, you know, I, I saw them, uh, an ad for them. And it was just a, you know, they were in Baltimore, American publishers, you know, the whole book was up to me and I just put it all together and I sent it to them. I emailed it. And they put the book together and it was published and it was on all the, all the outlets, you know, Amazon, it was on Target, it was on Bonds and Noble. It was on all the, all the book outlets. And that's, that's how it went. I, you know, I had my, my niece actually took the photograph for the cover uh, of the, of the book. I put it together myself and they, they published it and it went out there and that, that was it. Wow, that sounds like such an easy process. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. I mean, it was. I uh, I actually had a relative who was a professor at Stony Brook University. She was English uh, English professor, and she edited for me. She went over it. She went over the before I sent it, and you know, got good word from her, and it went off, and that was it. It's interesting because I feel like I've spoken to other poets in the past who said that their publisher was very, they wanted to have things their certain way. And they wanted to change the vibe, they wanted to change the cover, all this stuff. But it seems like your publisher was like, hey, however you want to do this, we're going to take it no matter what. Like they really gave you, you know, full creative freedom with your book, which I think is very, very nice on their end. Right. Yeah, it was good. It was, it worked out well. And, 
yeah, it was, uh, it was fine. And <laughs> what is the theme of that book? Well, it has a lot of poems about family, about my family and about my growing up and uh, childhood. And it goes through the whole gamut of, of uh, experience. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what it was. And it ended with a seven part poem, Improvisations on the Life of Cezanne, which I was imagining his life after reading about, you know, the painter's life. So it was kind of my, my own, take on his life. And after you had published The Wind Shall Hear My Words, you came out with the second book, The Stars Who Speak Them. Did that have a similar writing and publishing process or was it very much different from the very first book? A similar publishing process, definitely, yeah. It was the same kind of thing. And what is the theme of this book? It was more me speaking to the reader sort of like message, message poems, like uh, advice to uh, the young people or the, the next generation. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, because I started, uh, there was a front piece that I did an actual little quote from myself. And it's, if poetry were all sweetness and light, there wouldn't be a voice for generations. So the theme is probably if I could, for, the for the next generation. So it's sort of like talking to my nieces and, nephews and this is a message to them this is for them i really like that and i think now with the trends that i see in poetry i think now there's a lot of poems out there that are very guided specifically to the reader you're, you're talking to them directly and you're providing some life lesson that they have learned the hard way and you know providing those little gems out there for people so I think that book, a lot of people would be very interested in reading because people like to get advice like that. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yes. My family read it that way, I'm sure. Followed, you know, sort of like a sequel to the first book. Yeah. The, the titles, you know, the, the wind shall hear my words and the stars and the stars will speak them. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, how did you come up with those titles? There was a poem, actually. One poem the, where the lines were that you know, the line, those lines were in the poem and is that poem featured in any of the books yes in the stars will speak them okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool that's really nice so it's a sequel okay i like that and so then did you participate in any type of poetry contest or even slam poetry like i don't know if you do any spoken word of that sort i've done readings um there were, there was, you know, in cafe kind of things, you know, cafe kind of things, coffee houses when I was living in California. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would do that. And then uh, here, with the, I'm involved with the, uh, with a local Suffolk County uh, bards, which, are, which are, they write poetry and they're associated with the uh, Walt Whitman birthplace. So I'm involved, very involved with them. That's where the anthologies came in. Yes, could you go more into that? Well, a lot of times anthologies are put out by uh, universities across the country. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they'll have, they'll have anthologies uh, that they'll put out uh, through their English department or writing department, uh, whatever. This is uh, anthologies, it's the Bards Initiative in Suffolk County. It's all poets and they uh, put out each year uh, an anthology 
I'm in uh, 2019s and I'm going to be, it's very coming up in uh, 2020 anthology. So it's, it's great. It's a great group of people. They're all very, very good poets. And uh, they're, they're published. They're, some of them are teachers. Uh, some of them are college professors. They've all been published. And uh, it's just a, a very good thing locally. And some of them are known, known poets. So it's a, a great group of people. Yeah, no, that sounds very interesting, but also a little bit intimidating. I think I would be very, I don't know, a little bit scared to go ahead and, you know, be surrounded with all these amazing poets and have all these publications where, you know. Yeah, but your work is out there, you know. Yeah. And definitely your people people are seeing it. And, uh, you know, it's the same, same here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the greatest thing, the greatest thing was actually reading my poem that was in the book at the Walt Whitman's birthplace. I mean, I had chills going there and it was a a whole audience of people. And I read my poem. And that was really uh, quite an experience. I also wanted to talk more about what do you think influences your work? Well, beyond beyond my own life, I think just like the day to day. It may be it may be things that are in the news or things that are happening or feelings about uh, uh, love or relationships or friendship or, you know, just the day to day. And uh, I think most poets try to touch on things that are most relatable. Mm -hmm. It can be grief or, or love, or there's so much you can write about. And it's so much that's needed to be write about, uh, written about. Yeah. That's where that's at. Yeah, you know, even when it comes to like a lot of issues that we're facing now in 2020, you know, obviously the pandemic and there's political issues and there's so many very conflicting opinions and very strong-minded opinions. And I think poetry is a great way to voice that opinion out um, without sounding like propaganda or anything, that kind of stuff. Because I know that I, I had written a poem about the election because obviously we're both in the U.S. and the election, you know, is going to impact many lives over the next four right. years and the rest of history. That's so right. I wanted to take the opportunity to just not just write about heartbreak and, you know, love and all this stuff. Like, you know, this is a great outlet and a great way to reach a lot of people about important things that are going on right now. Right. So, yeah, I've, I've, written, I've written many poems uh, over the last year that particularly dealt with COVID. So that's, that's my next book. So the next book, I'm, I'm putting it together now. Um, the most of the poems I've written over the last two years um, dealt, with, dealt with COVID. So it's gonna be in the days of COVID and new poems. So it's gonna be a two part book. And that'll be very interesting. Also, I think in the future, once you know we put COVID to bed finally, and then future generations are like, so what was it like during a pandemic and all this stuff? You know, they can go back to your book and it's like, a, you know, a diary of like the real life events that happen on the daily, provide that kind of perspective to people that never got to experience what we're experiencing right now. It'll be exactly like a capsule. Well, it's uh, the, the same thing happened after, after 9-11. Mm. You know, a lot of writers, uh, you know, were writing 
whether it was novelists or poets, were writing about 9-11, what happened after. Yeah. You know, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I want to I wanna definitely, because uh, so many of the poems uh, fit right into uh, this, this time period. Yeah. So that was going to be my next question. Like, what do you have going on in the future, any future projects? But you already told us. And you said that'll be done within next year? Yes. Okay. And is that going to be with another publisher? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try to find someone else uh, to to publish it with. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I can I can uh, uh, hook up with a local a local publisher that's here in Suffolk County. I'm going to talk with uh, them. Okay, great. Could you tell our listeners where they could find your books um, and also where they can find you online to follow you? Well, right now, uh, the two books that I have, uh, they were on Amazon. They're on a lot of the booksellers. And you can go William H. Balzac and search. Uh, search. Um, I don't know if they're still still available, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but I know they're on there. Okay. You can find them on most of the book distributors at Barnes & Noble, Target, Amazon. And then where could we find you online? I have the groups on, on uh, Facebook. I'm WH uh, Balzac on Instagram and uh, in, in groups on uh, Facebook. Right. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for this wealth of knowledge that we got to listen from you. And I'm very, I'm, I'm gonna go check on Amazon to see if these books are available because I'd like to have both copies for myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Uh, it's been very, very good. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank <laughs> you guys for listening in and I'm your host, Bevelizing Eyes. Thank you for listening in to Poetry Unraveled. Subscribe to my channel to keep up to date with new episodes. If you like what you heard, I would appreciate your rating. Until next time, I'm your host, Bubblizing Eyes.